I want to encourage you to give people that are down on their luck a chance. I know some of you have never been hit with big time hurdles or obstacles in your life, right? Good for you. If you haven't, you're fortunate. Many others have for whatever reason, health, financial situation, relationships, criminal activity, whatever it might be. You know, I've met so many people in my life that they just got unlucky. Seriously, they just got unlucky. And I have been so lucky and so blessed in my life. And I, I uh, you know, I, I give thanks for that all the time, right? But here's, a, here's a, an example I wanted to share with you today. And I'm hoping that when you hear this example and you meet that next person that is either interviewing for the job or wants to do business with you, and you're somewhat skeptical or you're thinking about brushing them off or passing on them because they're in a bad situation or something bad happened to them, I just want you to really think about it, right? How easily it could have been you in a tough situation instead of them. Here's the one situation I want to share with you today, and I'm sure there are many others. And by the way, feel free to share some examples here on this post when you see it. One time I was uh, out having a good time with my uh, wife, who was not my wife at the time. I was dating uh, Kim, my beautiful wife, this is before we got married. And we were out at a honky-tonk uh, in Texas, lived in Texas at the time. A honky tonk, for those of you who don't know what that is, is where you usually go like two-stepping or swing dancing, you know, wearing your boots and your cowboy hat. Believe it or not, I used to have boots. Well, actually, I think I do still have boots and cowboy hats somewhere. It's down in the basement somewhere. Anyway, <laughs> it's been a while since we went, since we went uh, two-stepping. I still remember how to do it, though. In fact, that's how Kim and I met. Just in case you guys didn't know, I met my wife two-stepping at a honky-tonk outside of Austin, Texas. But that's not what this podcast is about, or this episode. The episode is this. After I'd been dating Kim for a while, we went out to one of our favorite places, dancing, drinking, got in the car, drove after we had been drinking. Not a good idea. Got pulled over. I had to walk the line, so to speak, with the sheriff that night. And... Uh, Pretty interesting, right? So as soon as the lights come on behind me, I, I didn't feel like I, I mean, I wasn't stumbling drunk, falling out of the car, right? It wasn't one of those situations, but I'd had three or four drinks and, you know, I'm sure I was tipsy. I'm sure if I had done a breathalyzer test, I probably wouldn't have passed. Uh, but I knew I was uh, somewhere on the line, right? Somewhere, somewhere on the edge or whatever. I, I, I'm thinking to myself, okay, this guy could take me in or could let me go. I didn't, I didn't know how it was going to go. These are all split second thoughts going through my head as soon as I see the lights behind me. Right. For those of you that have been pulled over before, and maybe you had a couple of drinks, I'm sure you can relate to the story. Anyway, my wife at the time, uh, or my girlfriend at the time, Kim, she's sitting beside me and I reach in the glove box <laughs> where I kept a checkbook. I don't, I don't, this is a long time ago. If I had a credit card back then, I think it was like, I don't know, one corporate credit card. I didn't, have anything else but i had a checkbook and I had some cash in the in the uh, glove box i said look i said if this guy takes me in 
take this money, take my checkbook and get my ass out of there as fast as possible. <laughs> uh, anyway, it comes up to the door. I get out. I do. I walk the line. I touch my finger to my nose. You know, I do the whole thing. And I can tell, right? He's looking at me. He's studying on the situation. He's really, he, he, you can tell. And I'm looking at him. He's looking at me and I can see, you know, he's, he's like trying to make the decision right there, right? He's looking, he's like, hmm. And, and before he could say anything, I said, look, officer, I said, I know that you're trying to decide whether or not to take me in. And I also know that I'm probably not exactly what you're looking for right now. Cause I saw you waiting back there on the, you know, across the street from the bar waiting for this, you know, slobbery drunk guy to like stumble out of there and you're going to take him in. I don't think I'm the guy you're looking for tonight. And by the way, we're only two miles from the house. I said, uh, also keep in mind, this is a company vehicle that I'm driving. <laughs> and if you take me in right now, uh, not only is it going to screw up my life, but I'm probably will lose my job, lose my company car, which is the only car I have because my ex-wife, because I'd already been divorced once, had taken everything else. So I had no personal vehicle. I told him, I was like, if you take me in, I lose my job. I lose this car. I got nothing. I got no car. I got no nothing. And he's just listening to me. And he's sitting there. He's staring at me. I said, so I'd really appreciate it if you just give me a chance. Uh, I'll go right home. And so he does. He, he lets, he says, he says, uh, all right. He says, get in your car right now. Drive straight home. And I said, okay, we'll do. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I think about that night often, right? I, I really think about that. I was inches away from being taken in. If I had gone to jail that night, what would have happened? Who knows? Maybe Kim never would have saw me again. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe she wouldn't be my wife, wife right now. Maybe I would have lost that job and never got promoted at that company. Uh, maybe I would have gone to jail, spent the weekend and gotten a fight and killed somebody in the county jail and then went to prison for life. I mean, who? I mean, there's so many things that can spin out of control uh, if you just get unlucky. And that night I got lucky. I got real lucky. And in fact, I'm 54 years old and I can just confess to you right now that there probably should have been many other times I shouldn't have been driving uh, after going to a restaurant or a bar and I've gotten lucky and I know people that haven't and I feel bad for them. I feel sorry for them. And uh, you know, Hey, I'm not, I'm not trying to say it's a good idea to drink and drive. That, I don't want to, that's not what this topic's about. So please, I don't want to get on that for this episode. The point of the episode is some people get lucky. Some people don't uh, and just bad shit happens to people sometimes. And when you listening to this episode, think about your life. You probably have gotten lucky sometimes, right? And bad shit didn't fly your way when it, when it could have. So next time you uh, are with a coworker or an employee, or you're interviewing somebody for a job that wants to work for you and they've hit a rough patch or they've had some bad stuff happen to them, or they got some scars on their back or, they got a track record or whatever has happened to them. I encourage you to take a deep breath, try to understand their situation, ask a few questions, dig in. If you don't see a long pattern of bad judgment, if you don't see a, a long history of bad references and bad referrals and bad decisions, and you only see a short uh, history of that where one or two things happen to them and they're just trying to climb out of it. Maybe you should give them a shot because sometimes bad luck just, just happens to people. 
And um, I've met a few people like that in my life and I've given them chances and it usually always pays off for me. They usually always end up being a great relationship or a great business partner of some kind or a great employee. And there is your Rider Flex tip of the day. Thank you.